Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 28. All right, and the word of the Lord reads, I'm reading from the ESV version, English Standard Version, the parable of the talents. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two more talents. But he who had received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of these of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made another five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you deliver to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. Over a little, I will set you over much, and enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him, who has the ten talents. Brothers and sisters, look over to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. How clearly do you understand the gospel message? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you. God bless you all. Man. So, I think a lot of you guys have said that you've read this before. I'm glad you have. Perfect. Um, the takeaway from this, last time that we talked about, I'll give you the big takeaways because I want to be able to get into more of the practical stuff and then I want to also get into, you know, get some more time to talk about other things as well. And the takeaway from this last time that we spoke was that when we, per- when we misperceive God, it will result in lazy and bad stewardship. Right, we talked about what stewardship was. We defined it last time. We defined what money was, right? We went down to the bare bones definitions. We said that money mismanagement is a reflection of how we clearly understand our role of the gospel mission, right? Because when we, when, when we don't treat money the right way, when we don't spend it the right way, handle it the right way, it gives us problems, right? It puts us out of the field. We, we're, we're placed in the position where we can't really be useful from a financial perspective, right? We want to give God everything that belongs to us, and that, that includes 
our money as well. That includes our desires. And we went back last time and said, hey, why are we talking about this? Hey, I'm in the sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. I have, don't even have a job. If I wanted one, my parents wouldn't give me one. Um, and we said that we're discussing this. The reason why is because money, at the end of the day, just reveals what you truly care about. And what you truly care about isn't something that just comes on the spot right when you're in your 20s making money. But they're there right now, right? So what you desire, what you, what you really you know, appreciate, what you really want in life, that's there right now. And we want to make sure that in this discussion that all those things are oriented and based around Christ, right? That what is that? Are we considering the gospel when we consider our finances? Are we considering gospel when we consider ultimately our desires, right? Because our finances, the way we spend it, is a reflection of the desires that we have. Y'all with me? You guys tracking with me? Any questions so far? You guys agree with me? Or am I just making this stuff up? Feel free. Okay. So... We said that someday when you all have jobs, you'll be faced with a lot of decisions to make. Um, and in that moment is where money will be more highlighted in your lives, right? And it will show more of who you truly are. So, practical things to do. We understand that money doesn't necessarily, before we get to practical things, I'll skip on to this part. Money will not make you happy. Okay? Well, let me rephrase, let me ask the question. Will money make you happy? What does money do? What will it do if it won't make you happy? You guys help me. Hmm? Yeah. It will help you get things out of Okay, okay. Amen. Amen. And he did. Yeah, right? So money will help you get things that will make you happy. Okay. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, money will make your life easier and more comfortable. Okay, okay. My brother said money will make your life easier and more comfortable. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Money fulfills your wants. What you want can be fulfilled by money. How's somebody writing that down? Okay. All of those are very, very interesting responses. And thank you for them. That's why I want us to think about it a little bit more. You had mentioned money will help you fulfill your wants, right? You said money will help you get the things that will then make you happy. Well, the funny thing is that, yes, money may help you get the things that will make you happy, but that happiness is often, what's my next word? Uh-huh. Hey, you guys are smart too. You guys should come and study in front of your teacher. Yeah. That, 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 that happiness is very temporary. You guys, okay, I'll tell you guys outright. I love BMWs, okay? I love cars. I'm a car person. I don't own one, but I'm a car person, right? I don't too. If you, if you want to send me, you know, drop into my account, I'll gladly accept. Okay? But, <laughs> right? But, <laughs> um, what was I saying? 
you you guys see i like bmws yes i do but um wow <laughs> they really did i was out here thinking about the 340i i was like oh let me take it back huh Yes. Yes, exactly. I love BMWs, right? Thank you so much. Thank you. See, that's why we're all in this together. We're a community, right? So, I love BMWs, but I look at a BMW from like 10 years ago. And Jelly, maybe it still drives okay. But I look at the paint. The paint doesn't look very good. Looks like it's got technology from way back in the day. I see, you know, you know, Hyundai's. Kia's with them with that same technology today that they had back then. So it just kind of wears off, right? Like you guys are saying, it is very temporary. So then what do you have to do then? Get another one, right? Go get something else. Maybe, you know, you move up to a Rolls Royce, whatever it may be. I saw one on the street the other day. I was like, ooh, Phantom. It was nice. It was nice. But... Happiness then should not be our goal because if we're chasing happiness, we're going to be doing that for the rest of our lives and we're going to forget the things that really matter in this world, right? What we should then be going after, not so much of happiness, is what? It starts with a J. Joy. Joy. And joy only comes through. Okay. Joy only comes through. All right. All right. You guys got that? So what we're then chasing... See, we're all in this together, man. Community. Okay? What we're then chasing is that joy. And that joy only can be found in Christ. Right? We spend our money on so many things. The newest clothes, the newest shoes, everything, right? That comes out. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying some of the things that God has given us the ability to purchase. Right? But we also have to understand that like the perception... The way that, the reason why we're getting those things, all those things matter, right? If you're buying something so that you think this thing is going to bring you joy, it's a fool's cause, right? Because you're never going to get there. You're always going to want the next thing. And that's why we need to be very, very careful, right? And we need to be grounded. When you're grounded and solid in Christ, you get those other things. But hey, if you don't have them anymore or something happens to them, it's not the end of the world, Right? You can live without them. You are still happy. You're just as happy driving. You're just as joyful. Have as much joy driving in one car that's a non-luxury car versus a car that is a luxury car. Okay? You guys with me? So, there are some evils in this world that God intends to use money for to be able to address, okay? Money can't come and solve every problem, but it does help in alleviating some of the ills in this world. It can either help heighten the ills and the woes in this world, or it can help alleviate some of the problems that we have, right? But if we don't have our mindset right today, if our mindset right now is let me get this money and go and get all, you know, all the stuff that's just gonna be for me, those problems will still exist 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, and you will, have, you will have looked back and had zero impact on alleviating those issues. You guys with me? 
For example, I started going to prison <laughs> fellowship. Um, I started going to volunteering in prison um, a few a few weeks ago, and a lot of the folks there, you know, I, it was a place where I didn't really think I'd ever find much hope, but there's hope even in the darkest of places, right? And there are people who are, somebody needs to, like I'm just a volunteer, right? But somebody actually needs to be a paid staff for these things, right? And all these, this thing is considered a nonprofit, right? And this nonprofit, it's a Christian-based nonprofit, it requires people to actually do what? To keep moving? It requires people to actually donate, give money to, right? For this thing to continue operating. And there's a lot of good that's being done there. Because of somebody's generous donation, I was able to get connected with this group. And last week I was able to pray with somebody. I've never seen a grown man in prison cry and have hope, right, as a result of that. But that would have not been possible if somebody's mentality way back when around their money and their finances was just a splurge on them. They thought about those who were forgotten in the prisons. They thought about those who felt, who, who society had just written them off, right? So I'm here to say it's not just prison. There are other things as well, right? There are places where the gospel message hasn't reached. There are places, you know, people working in clinics, right? Like all these things, they need us, right? And we are in a position where we are so fortunate, each, each and every single one of you guys, I believe will make a ton of money, right? You have the potential to, you're in the country to be able to do so, right? You have the opportunity to do so. Don't squander it, right? But you're not gonna be able to get there if you mismanage money. And you will mismanage money when you have a poor understanding of why God gave you the money in the first place. So that is why we're doing this now. You guys get me? So, the practical steps. And then I said, oh, what time? oh 14 minutes. I'm doing okay, right? Am I doing okay on time? You know what's crazy? Every time I say, hey guys, we're going to get through this real quick. We don't. But today, I didn't say that. And we're actually, we're actually doing, should I just say it right now? No. Okay, guys, today we're going to get through this real Oh, all right, let me stop. I'll stop, I'll stop. Okay, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, okay. So, point number one. Point number one, you guys better write this down. Write this down, you use this for a long time. Point number one, in practical ways, right, of how your money can then go towards what God desires for you to do down the stream. Well, you need to be able to have the money to do that, right? Point number one, establish a budget. When you get some money, establish a budget, okay? People, establish a budget. I always tell you, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how much money you make, it all depends on how much you actually can do what with, how much you can keep, okay? Doesn't matter how much you make, it depends on how much you keep. If every month you make 10 grand, right? And you spend 10 grand, what does that leave you with? Right? If you spend, but if you spend 10, if you get 10 grand and you spend 5 grand, what does that leave you with? Five. You guys are good with the numbers. You guys are good. You're good. So, establish a budget. You need to know what your money is doing. Listen, someday you guys are going to be working hard. 
I believe you guys are all hard workers. You're going to be working hard. So just as hard as you're working, you need to make sure that your money is also working. Okay? You guys understand? Please, 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 please. All of this comes back to the gospel. Trust me. All right? Just like how every book, every book, everything in here comes back to it. Because, I, I, listen, I don't want people to be standing around praying, God bless me with these riches. Have somebody come and give me money and all those things. When you are a poor manager of money. Okay? So please, establish a budget. You need to know where your money is going. Right? When you get money, when your parents give you, can start this now. You don't need to be in your 20s. When your parents give you money, maybe some of you guys have a bank account, maybe you don't have a bank account. Put the money aside, write down, you know, I've got $100. Maybe some of you guys, you've gotten $100 for your birthday before, right? Write down this $100. What am I going to do with it? Because if you don't write down what you're going to do with it, you know what's going to end up happening to it? You're going to spend it on some candy, some shoes, some you know, food, some takeout. And the next thing you know, you're down to five bucks waiting for your next birthday to come around. Come on, guys. It happens too often. So please, establish the budget. Know where your money is going, all right? And then as a part of your budget, as a part of your budget, what you want to do is save and invest, all right? Save. My good friend. My good friend. Remember what I just said? Yeah. What did I say? Good. Please put your phone away. Thank you. God bless. You know, I wasn't the best multitasker around. So just be with me in this time, okay? So, it says save and invest. Alright? Put your money aside. Whatever you make, take some of it. Save. You should aim to save maybe at least 20% of whatever you make. Okay? That means that you need to then be able to, to adjust your cost of living wherever you are, what you're doing, what you're spending on your rents, your things, things like that. You need to be able to adjust it properly, right? Now, savings is great and all. It's good to put money in a bank. When you, when you, when you start you know, making some money or whatever you have right now, some things you can consider is a high-yield savings account, okay? Places like Bank of America and the, the brick-and-mortar places. When I say brick-and-mortar, you guys know what that means? Brick and mortar, wow, they just stopped using these words in school. Brick and mortar, that means it said there's a, there's a bank that has an actual physical building, okay? Like Bank of America. Your parents can go there, you know, see a person that works, a cash, not, what are they called? A teller. Ah, yes, they can see a teller and all those things, right? And the teller will give them money and all that. There are other banks that exist that don't have those things. Because there are tellers and all of that, you're going to get a low interest rate on your money. Okay, so you give people like a thousand dollars, and their interest rate that they're telling you is point zero 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 zero. So I stop saying zeros. Zero 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 one. All right, and so at the end of the year, you'll see a penny in your bank account. Okay, interest. Well, what is interest? Thank you, thank you. We got yeah, we got to get our definitions right. What is interest? Who has taken econ so far? I know somebody has. What is interest? Hey. Hmm? Yes? Yeah, so did you, did you guys hear that? Mary, did you hear that? Alright, can so you say it again, please, Mary? Okay, perfect. So, money that they give back to you after 
you put your money in. So it's a guaranteed amount of money that they're gonna give to you. So they said, hey, you put $1,000 in, we're gonna give you a penny, right? So you just gotta find another bank that's gonna give you more for your buck, right? So there are online banks, right? Like Ally, Goldman Sachs, that type of stuff, that will give you more money for your savings account. Now, when you, when you, whenever you go through life, you wanna make sure you have a what? Emergency savings, okay? Because life is gonna hit you in so many ways. You guys listening? Hello? You with me? So y'all gotta have, what did I say? Emergency savings. And that's money, an emergency is not a vacation. Okay, an emergency is not, I need, hey Charlie, an emergency is not a vacation. They're old because they're disappointed. An emergency is literally something that, you know, you didn't plan for, that happens, you know? Maybe you get a hospital bill, maybe your car, you know, tire goes flat, whatever it means. You know that major- there's about 60% or so of Americans that, can, that are $1,000 away from being in debt or bankrupt? You guys understand? I don't want anybody in this room to be in that category. So at least save three to six percent, sorry, three to six months rent your expenses. That way if something happens, you have some autonomy over your life, all right? Nobody, I don't want anybody in here to be living paycheck to paycheck. Y'all go to school in this, in, in this country. You can go and get a job and, and do okay for yourselves. You guys got me? And I want that for you guys. I want us to succeed, right? So, savings is cool and all. We talked about that a little bit. We talked about the little interest rates you can get on that. But then you also want to get to a point where you can invest your money. Please, invest your money. Do you know why I say invest your money? Inflation is real, y'all. Inflation is real. Does anybody know what inflation is? Yes. When, when you... Yes, yes. Yes, when the value of a dollar decreases. Thank you. That's sort of like what you guys are saying. When you you're losing money, right? So, like, let's say today, I have a thousand dollars, right? That thousand dollars can buy certain things today. Gas costs like five dollars a gallon right now, right? So, my thousand dollars can afford how much gas? Let's do the math. Uh-huh. 200, yeah, 200 gallons of gas, right? But let's say five years from now, gas might be $10 a gallon. Let's just say, right? Maybe it might be. We don't, you, know, you guys know how much gas is in Europe, by the way? Gas is like at least like 12 euros. That in US dollars is like $14, $15. Huh? That's why a lot of them walk. <laughs> a lot of them walk, a lot of them take bikes. You guys ever been to the Netherlands, they will bike everywhere. But, like I was saying, if, you, you're following me, right? If you can only buy, if you can buy 200 gallons of gas today with $1,000, five years from now, and gas is now $10 a gallon, how many gallons of gas can you then buy with the, with the same $1,000? Half, right? Hundred. Hundred, right? right. So, let me, all right, let me simplify this for y'all. I, I got a thousand dollars. What? 
<laughs> Number 10? Number 10. All right. A thousand gets me 200 gallons of gas at $5 a gallon, okay? Five times 200 will give you what? A thousand, okay? Five times 200, okay? Now, gas price goes up to $10 a gallon, okay? I still have $1,000. So, how much gas can I now get if gas is $10 a gallon? Hey! You are going, yes, 100. Yes, you're going to divide, okay? You're going to divide. So, do you guys see how the $1,000 is worth less now? All right. So, in order to be able to protect against inflation, that's why you need to invest. Because when you invest, you can turn $1,000, maybe 10 years from now, into $2,000. Okay? Money is supposed to, if you invest money, it's supposed to double every 10 years. Okay? The earlier you start, the better for you guys. All right? Now, all of this is to say that you work so hard. Make your money work for you as well. All right? Putting in regular savings is good. It's a good start. It's a good to kind of get you guys your bearings going, all right? Your 36-month savings, all those things. And then after that, you just put money aside for other things that someday you want to have. Maybe you want to buy a house someday. Maybe you want to get married. Whatever the, the case may be. Whatever God calls you to do, you should be able to be equipped, right? He will equip you, first of all, right? But have the means to be able to do that based on what you have, Okay? Now, the goal here in this life is not to go be rich. Like what we read last time in Timothy, right? We read that he's learned to be comfortable with little, to have nothing, right? So the goal truly then is how do I serve God to the best of my capability with what he has given me, okay? The goal here is not to be running around making six figures. The goal is how can you be a steward of the little that God gives you? The, the, the message that we read earlier about the, about the talents, right? The guy that had five went out and invested it. The one that had two went out and invested it, and, and they doubled it. The one that had one didn't do anything with it. Instead, he, he, put, he put it under the grass, right? He put it under the ground. He, he hid it. Now we say, it's not so much about the action that the person with the one talent did. What is it more so about? It was about the why. And why did he do it? Yeah, do you guys remember why the guy with the one talent did it? Exactly. He saw his master as a greedy person. He saw his master as this shrewd, right? What do you see your master as? Who is your master? And how do you view him? So when he gives you something, do you trust that he can help you, give you the wisdom to be able to make the best use of it? Right? So, establish a budget, save and invest. Third part, avoid unnecessary debt. Charlie, please, don't get into unnecessary debt, okay? I know you all gotta go to school. When that schooling time comes, pick something that is reasonable for you that you know said you can you, you, can, you can handle, okay? But then also, like avoid, you know, credit card debt, that type of stuff. I want you guys to even purchase cars and all those things and purchase a home. Someday they'll, they'll check this thing called your credit score. 
Okay? Practical life lessons we're doing here, right? You guys with me? Should I keep going or should I stop? Hey. Are you and then Mara? So Mara has made this. You guys want me to keep going? Yeah. Alright. Make sure there's this thing, guys, called a credit score, and it's pretty much gonna determine what you can buy, what you can't buy, what you can borrow, how much you can borrow, and what interest rate. You know how I said you can get interest on your money? The bank likes to get interest on your money too. So, to get the lowest interest, you wanna have a better credit score. In order to have a better credit score, you need to manage money properly so you don't get into debt. Okay? You guys with me? All right, so avoid unnecessary debt. And when we do all of this, you have some pile of money left over to then do the most fun part of this. The fun part of all of this is to be able to do what? Hey. Exactly, thank you. He added to it, he added to it for you. He said, spend it doing the things in the agenda of the Lord. That's the fun part about this, right? And that part of the agenda is to be able to give generously. Give generously. Guys, I'll be the first to tell you, all right? I'm not about tithing, all right? We'll go into more of that someday. And I've talked to you about that before, I believe. But what I did say and what I do stress is that I'm all about giving. And as a believer, you need to be able to make sure that you are giving. You are giving back to the church community. You're giving back to the works of the Lord that he has, the charities, the, the people in your family, right? That may be depending on you, right? You may be the, like, the, the person that's able to help somebody get a meal someday. Because in my short little life, I've had the opportunity to be able to do that. You can't tell you the countless people, especially in Ghana, you know, money goes a long way. People who have lost their children, people who have lost their husbands, and they have four children. A situation like that happened just two weeks ago. And I, I had seen the husband just some time back, and he passed away. And now it's left with the, 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 the widow and, her, and their four children. And I was able to give a little bit to them. This is not a brag in any way. This is to say that there are real needs. There are real people struggling. There are real people going through things that need yours and my help. But we cannot engage in that type of giving. We cannot engage in that type of help when we have mismanaged money and we have zero dollars and zero cents to give. You guys with me on that? So please, be one who manages money well so that you can give generously towards whatever cause God has asked you to do, okay? So from now on, from this day forward, I hope you guys set up a budget, manage your money properly, right? If you need any other tips, we're not going into deep heavy, this is how to invest and these are the stocks to go and buy and the cryptocurrencies to get involved in all That's not what this is about. This is not a crypto class. If you want that, see me after class, all right? But this is, just, this is to prepare you guys just for the basics, to understand that money management is important, okay? All right. So, any questions on that before we close this part for today? Do you mind, do you mind seeing how far they are in the main church, please? 
Or oh, Olivia's gonna go and check. Thank you. Yes, question. Do I invest in crypto? Yes, I do invest in crypto. But I said that's a that's a discussion for after class. Eh? Oh, these days the crypto has has decided to crash. But you know, we're using this thing. Oh, let me tell you. This is that's. I'm glad you brought that up. When you guys start doing investing and all those things, I hope you will. Right? Who's it? Pre. Uh-huh. Pre before you invest. Do your research before you invest. And <laughs> do not buy when you guys are starting out, please. I don't know. Maybe you guys, some of you people are buying already. I don't even know. Do not go and buy a single individual stocks, okay? A stock is a, a piece of a company, right? So maybe a company has $100 million that you can buy into it. They need to raise money. So a company will raise money by giving out a piece of ownership, okay? So if they give you $1,000, that means that you own 1,000, let's think of Apple, for example. You own $1,000 of Apple when you give them 1,000. So now you become a shareholder, a stockholder in Apple, okay? So you own shares. They've split up the company into shares, you own pieces of it. Do not go out and buy stocks, shares, individual single stocks, okay? When you're starting out, please, Go out and purchase an index fund. An index fund, what is that? It's a fund that has hundreds, thousands sometimes of stocks. So why do you do that? That way, if that one single company goes bankrupt, which some of them will and might, during this, especially during this time, you are okay because you have thousands of other companies to lean on, okay? So don't go out there buying single individual stocks. Crypto is all based on speculation. Please avoid it until you have just some money to play with, okay? If you don't have money to play with, don't go and purchase crypto. Mate, hello? Okay, okay. So any other questions? Thanks for bringing that up. All right, y'all. Everybody good? Everybody gonna manage money properly? Why are we going to manage money properly? Because there's a mission out there, right? There's work for us to do. And I want you guys, each of you, to be in that position to be able to help somebody else. There will always be need. God's not just going to drop food in somebody's lap. Doesn't happen like that no more. We're not in the manna days. When manna was just dropping. What is he going to do instead? Use me and you and all of us to be able to assist other people. Okay? So I said enough on that. Let me close that part for today. Olivia, where? Yeah, they were praying, but they're not okay. Okay, perfect. Awesome. So, all right, guys. Nobody else have more questions on money? We're all good. I better not see you someday. Listen, 10 years from now, 10, 15 years from now, you guys are going to be in your what? In your offices i like that 20s 30s all those things you guys are going to be there all right we've talked about what to do with money now we're going to have to talk about later on not today how to prepare yourself so that you can put yourself in a position to be able to make money okay so that's going to be around your schooling your education maybe some of you guys it's not all about going to college college isn't for everybody don't tell your parents I said that too. Mr. I don't want any emails. Not like they even have my email address. But don't, don't tell your parents I said that. 
You can be successful financially. Let me use word usefully. You can be financially successful without having to go to college. It can become difficult, but you need to be careful. We'll talk more about that. But the majority of you guys, you guys should consider and go to college and get an education. So we want to talk to you a bit more later on in the coming weeks. Maybe some study habits, some study tips, things that we can give you guys on that practical level as well, okay? Because all this stuff, the biggest driver that's going to, when I say driver, you guys know what I mean? The biggest factor, the biggest influencer of all these things is going to be um, your income and how much you can get, okay? So you want to make sure that you can set yourself up now that you're in middle school, high school, to get to that point, okay? All right. Now with that, let us move on over to song. We're going back to song, guys. We're going to go back to song. Let's go to song. Are you guys with me? Song. Song, song. We're going to go on over to Psalm. Psalm chapter 100. Psalm chapter 100. Hmm? One zero zero. Let me Psalm chapter one hundred. We're gonna to go to Psalm chapter one hundred, and I'm gonna ask our musicians to please come back up. And if you don't mind coming back up, Psalm chapter one hundred. Are we all there? Daryl, you guys there? Psalm chapter one hundred. Anybody still need time? Okay. Let me know when you find it, Courtney. Need time? Let me know when you guys are there. So, Psalm chapter 100 teaches us the following. Would anybody like to read for us, or you guys want me to read for the sake of time? I should read. You want to read, Mara? Okay. All right, Mara, I see you. Psalm 100. Loud and big voice, okay? You guys read that, right? You guys heard that? Psalm 100. So what did it tell us to do? That we are to make a joyful noise all the earth. We are to serve the Lord with gladness, right? So when we come in here, we think about all the things that God has done for us, the good and the bad that we've been through, and knowing that God is going to continue pulling you through whatever you may be in, right? We give God all the praise, Praise is very important, guys. We got praise, we got worship. All those are very, very important. 
So I want to give some time, I guess the rest of the time that we have here, to be able to continue in our praise, to be able to continue in our worship. All right? Yes? What? We'll do offer and after. Yeah. Well, I guess as it's going through, we can take the uh, bowl around during the praise time. Yes, Courtney? What's a what? What's the subject today? The subject was on financial um, literacy. But, yeah, you call it financial literacy. All right. You guys ready? And I want you guys to be, yo, you guys better be hyped just like you were. Like, if you don't, that we have a problem. All right. You guys know the song, Sing Unto the Lord. A new song. Sing unto Wait, which one were you going to sing? I know, Muni. A new, new song. Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful is the Lord. Hey! Okay. I'll leave you for a while. I don't know the song. A new song. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Hey! You know what? I'll let you guys run with it. You got 20 minutes. Enjoy yourself. Thank you, everybody. God bless you guys.